All right, Sandra, today on the Eternal Leadership Podcast, I was telling you why Tina Marie Griffin is one of my favorite people, and now you know why, don't you? Oh, my goodness. I feel like we're, you know, girlfriends that can go hang out and chit-chat all day long. So I, I was, this was, uh, oh my goodness, three years ago, I was in the line getting a, a, a cup of coffee at a National Speaker Association, and, and Tina was standing behind me, and we struck up a conversation. I think we skipped the next um, session just so we could keep talking. What an amazing lady. She was this incredibly successful actress in Hollywood, and she saw not only what was happening behind the scenes in Hollywood and what their motives and motivations and the content that they're pushing out, but how it was affecting um, a generation and our kids. And we brought her on. She's episode number 89. It was our most popular episode that we've ever had um, on this show. And today is even gooder, which is a technical term. And, um, and so, you know, today, what did you take out of today's conversation? Oh, my goodness. You know, she was a Christian girl, you know, raised in the Midwest and had these, you know, these performing gifts. And so went to Hollywood at like 20 years old and was super scrappy, got a job working for Universal Studios, you know, as a casting director's assistant. So she saw the behind the scenes ugliness of of the industry, TV, movies, music, video, and she was loving it because she was a working actress. And so having this life and seeing it and having that Christian perspective, I mean, I love it. She said she'd wear, you know, a T-shirt that said abstinence to a casting call. And, you know, you can imagine how that went over. So just this amazing strength of character. But after seeing this for so long, she really felt called by the Lord to go and start, you know, educating people about the ugliness behind the scenes and how there is an absolute intentional manufactured uh, machine that is trying to break down our culture. And, and, you know, they're trying, they're purposely putting certain scenes in movies and certain lyrics and music and certain things in video games to get our kids addicted and not just addicted to those things, but addicted to porn and drugs and other things. And then it's, it, it's an out loud known thing, um, you know, that most of us don't know about. And so her mission is to, to tell us all about it. And so, you know, now the great, the great, really cool story is now she's, a married mother of four who's even more passionate because now she's approaching it from a mom perspective. And so she's got, I mean, Facebook pages and she's got an Android app and an iTunes, an iPhone app, and she's got newsletters and, you know, Facebook and YouTube. I mean, all this amazing, amazing content and media for parents that are just trying to keep up. And she's got this great alert that when something really bad's about to come out or good about to come out culturally, um, she, she tells us, she tells the parents because, you know, the kids always hear about it first. So it's, it, I mean, I could just go on all, all day talking about Tina. Oh, me too. So if you're a parent <laughs> listening to this or you think you might be a parent in the future, Man, this one is for you. We're going to talk about not only the influences that are happening in our kids' life and how it's really affecting them behind the scenes, maybe those those things we don't see, but actually exactly what we can do about it in so many different areas. I got to tell you, uh, man, this is probably one of the most... Um, 
content rich and actionable conversations we've had. And I know this is going to help you out. And, and please, when you, when you hear this, if, if, if you know another parent, you're going to want to connect them to what Tina's doing at Counterculture Mom. Forward them a copy of this podcast to listen to. You can do that right inside the app. Um, you know, go to our website, hit subscribe. You know, Sandra and I, our passion right now and, and Steve is to equip and inspire a million people to be part of a movement and to t- change families and relationships and businesses and organizations. And we need your help to do that. So please get the word out there. We want you to be a part of this too. Also, um, Sandra and I, we're going to be doing more and more conversations, just answering your questions about real life and things that are coming up. So we want to hear from you and we're going to be talking about what you send us. And if you want to be anonymous, that's fine. Just let me know, but send me an email at John at eternal That's John J O H N at eternal Ask us anything that's going on. And Sandra and I are going to be talking about that in an upcoming episode. So thank you. And you're going to love this conversation with Tina Marie. Tina was on two years ago, so our audience, you you might be familiar with Tina. I know it's been a while, it's been uh, in two years, but we had over, I think, 40 or 50,000 people have listened to you in like 170 countries, and, and it, it was interesting because, right, we're a podcast that's all about leadership and business and stepping into God's calling and all these things, and and here you and I talk about the you know the culture and their influence on our kids and how do we raise our kids and launch them into their true identity without these influences of the world coming in and corrupting that right, which is clearly uh, you know this I really think it's a lot of spiritual warfare that's happening. And what is it about this conversation that you and I had two years ago that so resonated with our audience? And I think it's because when we really look down at it. And we look at the, you know, here's one of my mottos, right? I want to so live my life so the use of my life outlives my life. And the biggest way that I can do that, my wife can do that, is in the lives of our parents, I mean, in the lives of our kids, right? And it's such a passion. And if we can do that, we can be a light and example and a source of advice and encouragement to others who, guess what? All of us, this is ubiquitous, are, are struggling with the same thing. Um, and, and Tina and I met uh, years ago at a conference. So trust me, when you guys are at a conference and you're in line at a Starbucks to get a coffee, say hi to the person next to you because it could lead to a lifelong friendship. So Tina, thank you again for, for making the time and coming back on. And man, do we welcome you back. Thank you so much. I, I'm so glad we met. And the energy I got from our conversation was it just encouraged me to keep doing what I'm doing because I feel like a lot of people today are either clueless or they feel overwhelmed and don't know what to do about it. But when I met you, you're like, yes, we got to partner together. We got to get this word out there. And that's what I've been trying to wake up America over for the last 15 years. So I felt like I met my twin, my older brother, however you want to put it there. And so thank you for having me back. I can't believe it's been two years already. I know time flies. So, so give us an update. What's been going going on in the last two years for you? Well, uh, I'm done having kids, so I didn't have a kid in the last two years, but I do have uh, four (laughs) kids, nine to four, and in the last two years, specifically the last year, a lot got launched. Um, I've been speaking for 14 years now, almost 15 this June, on a show called Hollywood Exposed. I lived in Hollywood for a decade. Uh, Prior to that, I was a farm girl in Wisconsin. Uh, One day I told my dad, hey, we have uh, Eminem, Britney Spears, those are the people I was listening to back then, uh, you know, I'm watching on MTV became a Christian and realized, I don't want to be watching this anymore. And so 
headed out to Hollywood. My dad had a minor uh, heart attack because he didn't want his girl leaving the farm. And I've uh, been speaking about these issues for the last 14 years, uh, sex and drugs, alcohol, suicide, all of these degrading, uh, demoralizing messages without showing consequences to our kids. Well, this comes up to the last year, year and a half. Uh, because I have four kids and because I was homeschooling up until this year, now I have them in the Christian school, local Christian school in Nashville. We just moved to Nashville from Missouri. I kept telling my husband, every time I go speak at a school, every time that I go speak to a parent conference, and I've been all over the place and even in different countries with interpreters, so many people are like, I didn't hear about you soon enough. I wish I would have heard about you 10 years ago. I wish this content would have been in my head when my kids were five. Uh, where have you been? I mean, all of those kind of things. And so I told Luke, I'm like, we've got to do something to where this information gets out to the masses faster. And so um, we launched a couple of things in the last year of 2017. We started a so-called Hollywood Insider and decided to do more on social media so I don't have to leave the home and fly somewhere. I still do, still do live shows, love it. But at home allows me to be on social media talking to other concerned parents or single you know, parents, doesn't matter who the, the group is. In fact, even counselors and even teachers have jumped on to watch my show so they can uh, instill this information with their classes. So how, and, how do people find that show? You know, teachers, counselors, parents, you know, people yep. running Bible studies. Where, where do we find that? The best spot to go to is counterculturemom.com, and on there is a link to my YouTube channel, or you can go to YouTube and search Counterculture Mom, and you will find my channel with hundreds of videos on it. And last April, I started a show called Hollywood Insider that has helped a ton of parents. And instead of writing a blog about how to keep your kids safe by using Covenant Eyes, um, what's the best app to download to keep track of your kids and where they're at, I decided to construct a show and build a show where I have guests on every week that are the experts in all of these different problems that parents are having, or just, we want a fun family movie night. What are the positive movies that are out there for our kids? And so these guests have given valuable information over the last year on all these topics. And those shows you will see on Counterculture Mom's channel on YouTube. That's one thing we've launched. Um, another thing we launched that's huge that just came out for Android users and for, um, if you have an Apple iPhone, you can download on iTunes the Counterculture Mom app. So Android users, iPhone users, go right now, download the Counterculture Mom app. This, I wish, would have been out there a decade ago. It is a one-stop shop with a ton of content that's easy to find, easy to navigate, and it has everything from my previous Hollywood Insider shows, current stuff that just got posted. It has blog posts. It has my speaking schedule, and you will get notified if I am within 100 feet of, or 100 miles, 100 feet, 100 miles of your front door doing a live event. You'll get notified a week before, two days before, so you can come to a live show. Because parents have told me, I didn't know you were in town speaking, and now you're gone. Uh, that problem will be solved. Yeah, I would, Another, I would love to come see you in Denver. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, we'll make it happen. <laughs> um, another amazing thing that I'm so excited that this app has is. Parents have told me over the years, Tina, Beyonce just came out with a brand new video. She's practically naked. My kids saw it on the playground because uh, her best friend had a cell phone or Tina, uh, Snapchat. There was pornography on Snapchat. My kids saw it on the bus, and now he has this vision in his head. He can't get out of there. Um, this feature is a pop culture alert notification system in my Counterculture Mom app. You get this app for free. You get the notification for free. 
And I update you immediately when I find out about a pop culture alert that you need to know about so you can find out before your kids do. And if you think you need to discuss it with your kids because they have a certain app and they and you want to make sure there's a talking point there over lunch, dinner, whenever they're home, you'll be able to contact and tell them, hey, this is out there. Set a safety feature if that's what it is regarding an app. Erase the app if you have to. Or positive. There's an awesome movie coming out in two weeks. We're going to go see it. Or this Friday, something's coming out. We're going to go see it as a family. Or the Creation Museum just opened up the Ark. We need to go see it as a family. So positive and negative pop culture alerts that parents find out. So the power is back in our hands. And this will alleviate so much of the grief that we have to then go through because our kids saw or did something because we were not aware of something being out there. Love that. Oh, my goodness. Because that's half the battle is staying ahead of what's going on, right? Because... You know, we're working and parenting and doing laundry and driving to baseball practice and going to rehearsal and just trying to, like, pay the bills and get by. And, you know, they're on that device. They're, they're like, eight steps ahead of us. Exactly. You know, my, my daughter's teaching me things now. And, and so how cool that the app could help have us be ahead of them. And so, you know, I, I learned a long time ago in undergrad that, the first message someone gets is 93% of the time seen as the most credible. So if we can just, it's called the inoculation theory. So we have to get our message to the child first before they start seeing and processing and absorbing that stuff. We can inoculate them with the truth that then when they see the video, they're going to go, oh my gosh, I see what my mom told me about. Instead of seeing the video first and going, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And that outfit is fantastic. Right? So I'm thinking mom's just a, mom's just an old fuddy-duddy or a prude or just she's just there's mom again exactly exactly so i love this it's so amazing tina so tina i'd like to rewind it oh go no go ahead yes well let's see it takes the pressure off the parents too because a lot of times the kids don't they get angry at the mom and dad the mom and dad become frustrated then say well we guess we have to be a best friend and not a parenting role any longer because we still want to talk to our kids they're shutting us down this keeps the communication open it lets the kids know we know what's up. In fact, we're going to educate you ahead of time so you know and do exactly what you guys just suggested. They're aware of it, and then we help them become the leaders that they need to be so they aren't duped by the lies. And then in a couple years or even in a couple weeks, like I was talking to you guys earlier, my nine-year-old son is on the playground talking about the lies of Beyonce to his classmates, and now they're asking him more questions. They see him as a little mini nine-year-old expert. Um, in fact, I just started a channel for him on YouTube called Just Ask Jake that I'm going to be putting up, uh, you know, some videos so we can get the truth from a nine-year-old because for some odd reason, our culture today is going nuts. Yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about why this is so important. And, and there's something really foundational here that surprised me when you and I first talked and, and, and as I've gotten to know you. And as Sandra talked about, right, you've had this very long, su- successful career as an actress. And you got to meet all these A-list celebrities and the ones that all the, the kids are enamored with. And you know what? When the lights were down and the cameras, cameras were turned off, you got to see who they really were. And these weren't people that just, you know, this is maybe their, you know, certain political beliefs or causes they were interested in. There were some really deep motives and motivations behind what they did and why they did it and what they're, they actually, what they're trying to create out in the world. And I'd love for you to share some of what's, you know, when these kids are seeing this and watching this, you know, there, there, there's an agenda 
behind what's this content that's being pushed out uh, from in, in social media on the small screen and then the big screen. Yeah, and there's so many different facets to that. I, I do want to tell you that when I was out there doing acting roles, if I've got lines in front of me that my agent just sent me and said, hey, you're off to an audition, check this out. Sometimes I get the lines, I wouldn't want to say it. Um, and so I'd ask the director, is that okay if I just, the casting director there at the at different studios, can I reword this? Sometimes they would let me reword the phrase and sometimes they wouldn't. And if they didn't, I just didn't do the role, which was hard because I didn't want my agent to then say, I'm not going to waste my time booking you for a different role or I'll fill someone else in that doesn't have a problem. Because it does cause strain between the casting director and, and agents. So if I had that kind of pressure with what I was working on, I will tell you that uh, Brittany Murphy, I worked with her on Little Black Book about a year or two before she passed away, and we had a very long conversation. She felt major pressure to do roles that she wished she wouldn't have done. And this has been the theme throughout Hollywood. So many A-list celebrities don't really want to do the roles that they're told they have to do, but if they don't do them, they will not work in the industry again. So we have that aspect, but we also have the other aspect of women that are willing to do whatever it takes, if you catch my drift, to get a role to become famous. And so with that, I tell young kids, you know what, if you decide that abstinence, if you looked at abstinence and said, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married, that's what I chose for myself, I was a week from being 30, was it easy? No. It, the worst years were high school, and I explained to the, the kids the pressure and then why I'm so glad I waited, the benefits of waiting. And that sex is great with the right situation, being married to your spouse, uh, opposite sex spouse, um, after you're married. That's how God designed it. Why? Because he loves us and does not want us to suffer with any consequences. And there are so many. And the media is promoting sex before marriage or threesomes like Nicki Minaj. Minaj meaning threesome. Her own name means threesome. And kids are like, what? Yep, that's the deception. That they don't show the consequences. And so... You have all of these kids suffering with the consequences, and I go through a little bit of that, but I want to focus on what positive entertainment does exist out there. And um, it's I learned so much for a decade. The biggest thing is many celebs don't want to do the roles they do. They do them because they feel the pressure, um, and they want the next big role on their resume, and so they'll do it, but a lot of them have regrets. A lot of them have regrets. Britney Spears said, I totally don't believe in sex before marriage. And yet she did uh, the movie with Eminem, Marshall Mathers, 8 Mile, had drugs in there, sex in there throughout, and felt guilty because of it. And this was three years after we she did the movie. Um, and teens need to hear that, and that's why I share the truth of what these celebrities really feel and believe. And many of them shelter their own kids. They rewrite the lyrics for their own kids to listen to. Marshall Mathers, Eminem, rewrote the lyrics for his daughter Haley to listen to the entire time she grew up. In fact, she was going to school... And her best friend was on a cruise ship that I spoke on. I did a Focus on the Family cruise. Her best friend runs up to me afterwards and said, oh, my gosh, uh, Marshall Mathers, Eminem's daughter, Haley, was my best friend in middle school. And she would be on the playground with me. And guys were singing her dad's lyrics. And she's like, my dad doesn't sing those lyrics. He sings these lyrics. Clean, clean entertainment. So celebs want the best for their kids. But we as parents have to watch what our kids are engaged in because we're being being fed fed scraps. Our kids are suffering as a result, and the celebrities are laughing all the way to their five-and-a-half-million-dollar mansion. Um, Our kids deserve the best, and that's why I love sharing my show live 
and doing the videos because I show clips of celebrities admitting that they love their kids and rewrite the lyrics and don't let their kids see them half naked on an MTV music video shoot. Well, you know, what else did you learn about how celebrities raise their children that would be really shocking for us? Um, well, I don't know about shocking, but they, a lot of them have private school tutors that come to their homes. Like Ray Liotta, I was a personal driver for him for the Oscars, and he had a tutor come to their home to school their daughter. And um, he even told me when I was driving him around the Hollywood Hills, I, right after the Oscars was over, he got to go to a couple parties, and I was working for Cadillac, so I was driving around in Escalade. We had such great one-on-one conversations. And... Um, I was reading the Bible in between the parties. I wouldn't go into the party. I'd be reading scripture in the Hollywood Hills, and he'd come out. We'd talk again about what I just read. And he said, Tina, I have to do the party scene because I want to let people know I'm still in. I'm still working in the business. And he goes, but if I could skip all of this, I would. It's such a waste of time. It's wasted energy. Uh, it's not me. And so I think the shocking thing is celebrities feel like it's a job, and they do it. And a lot of them told me while working on set for 10 years um, parents need to be aware of what their kids are watching. My job is to act and do the scenes that I'm told to do. I get paid. It's a paycheck for me. But parents need to be responsible for their own kids. I agree with that. But I also, I also highly believe if you have an influential role as a celebrity, you have a duty and it's a, a moral right that you explain and only do roles that show truth to our kids. Because... Our kids are getting the sexually transmitted diseases, getting pregnant at 12 years old, um, um, having sex changes, are dying of drugs and alcohol use, in prison for life because they shot up some classmates at school. Why? Because they've been influenced by celebrities that don't let their kids watch the same graphic content in film and TV. Yeah, that's that's so powerful. And, and you know, it's what's so hard as a parent is you know, you, you want your kid to be, you know, not of the world, but they're in the world. And, and, and so it's that balance, you know, my child's a working actor. And so it's a balance of you want her to be able to minister to other people, but you also want to shelter them. So it's like this constant balancing act, right? So, you know, you had to just be so passionate to educate and equip, you know, us parents and teens and, uh, for what to look for. And, you know, you've got this kind of secret behind the scene look. And I love the app. I'm really, really excited. And, you know, there's this Hollywood exposed presentation. Are there are there any other uh, pieces you could share from that? Because I've just I've heard so many people just rave about it. Yes, I can totally go in there. And I'm actually going to open my presentation just because I don't want to miss the top uh, pieces to that show. I think the biggest thing I want to encourage parents to do is when you go to counterculturemom.com, check out the video gallery I have there because those videos are the videos that I actually play and on my YouTube channel. I have all of them in there, the top ones that students see on a daily basis when I go speak in schools. That will show these different celebrities saying, hey, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't show my kids this X-rated content that I do. It's a job. When you have kids actually watching those videos, that will take the pressure off the parents where it's not like, oh, you keep telling me not to listen to Beyonce, whatever. She's not that bad. Well, if you go to YouTube and see what she actually says about the fact that she's demon possessed and that she doesn't believe in what she's promoting and it's a job, 
kids will think twice and it won't be a battle against the parents. They'll be, they'll be filling the parents in. In fact, a lot of teens today will email me content saying, this just came out yesterday. Check this out in your soul. And I love it. They're creating my content. They're kind of helping me keep it updated. Here is Eminem. Um, he did a Rolling Stone magazine interview and he says, being a dad is definitely living a double life. I'm a firm believer in freedom of speech. But once I hit them gates where I live, that's when I'm dad. Taking kids to school, picking them up, teaching them rules, teaching them wrong from right, best I can. It's like juggling. This guy actually has uh, been the most influential rapper in the last decade and a half. The lyrics in his songs, this one's called I'm Shady. He says, I stab myself with a steel spike just while I blow my brains out just to see what it feels like. Promotes suicide in his music. Um, hopefully you can hear this clip. I'm actually going to play a clip for you of Eminem backstage. He has the right to remain violent. Anything I say can and will be used against you. Did you guys hear that? Yes, we could. Okay, perfect. So he goes, I have a right to remain violent. Here is another clip that I think is so powerful. This band is still out there today. It's crazy. They're called Insane Clown Posse. They've been out for two decades. In fact, last September, they launched their 20-year reunion tour across the country. They're one of the largest underground bands that millions of kids follow. They talk about necrophilia, um, killing people with body parts. I mean, just like using body parts as weapons, just really gross graphic stuff. Here's a short little video of them backstage. And uh, there's one section where one of the band members literally tells a couple of the fans, go create a crime now when you're a minor so you don't serve time. It's crazy. Check this short little clip out. We got a little problem with necrophilia. I admit it, but you came to us first, right? Just keep this in mind. They're playing our CDs when you're not home. They're playing my tapes in your own car. In the tape. And I'm influencing your children. I'm glad you're influenced by us. See your drugs? Go home and smoke something. I'm influencing your children. Listen, if you ever gonna commit a crime, you should do it now because you're still a minor. And I'm influencing your children. And I'm Did you guys hear that clip? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Those are just some of the many clips I share kids, uh, share to kids and show them and lead up to, I mean, just, I love how God has totally orchestrated the Hollywood Exposed show because when I'm in schools, their jaws are on the ground because they're seeing the celebrities they're following, admitting that they don't care about their fans. And if you can get them to see that, I've had emails and pictures. In fact, on my wall in my office right now, I have a cross made out of probably 200 broken CDs that a youth group in South Carolina, when I went to go speak there like 10 years ago, they had a CD smashing party, made this cross out of it. It's huge. It's like a, it fills my wall in my office. It's huge. Seven mm -hmm. years later, I go back to speak at another event in that town. And this girl went, was now uh, 24, was 14 when I went to go speak. And she said, Tina, I've got something for you. Brings this cross out of her car in the parking lot. And I just bawled. She said, you don't know the impact you had in our youth group 10 years ago. We had this hanging up in our, in our youth group for years. We knew you were coming back, wanted to give this to you. I have it on my wall, and I will forever have it because there's days where I want to give up. And God is like, remember why you do this. Kids are actually changing their ways and becoming counterculture warriors. Um, when they see the truth coming from the celebrities themselves, that is the best ammo that I have. Um, 
This is Steven Spielberg. He's, of course, Oscar-winning director. He says, there are games that I won't have on the premises, as in violent video games. I don't want my kids playing. How come dad is playing? Or I don't want my kids saying, how come dad is playing that and we can't? Some games are so over-the-top violent that I'm even afraid of them. And this is coming from Steven Spielberg. Um, we've got Usher that loves abstinence, thinks abstinence is the best thing ever. And yet in his videos and in his music, it's constant sex, sex, sex. Um, he says, decide for yourself whether you're ready or not. Virginity is something to be valued. You're not less hip if you're not having sex. A lot of people are under that impression. Well, yeah, he's the reason. Don't be pressured into it because you never want to do something that you'll live to regret. Those are probably some of the top quotes. And I, I literally could talk four hours. That's how much content I've got for the Hollywood Exposed show. But that helps kids see that celebrities want the best for their kids but they sell the opposite message so they can live uh, a highfalutin lifestyle, um, you know, cars, homes, and all the rest. And like I said earlier, some of them do it because they're under pressure. So, but, so Tina, question for you. So a lot of people listen, including myself, right? What if we find ourselves midstream and we see our kids under the influence? I, I shared with you a little bit before we got started. My son, one of my sons... Uh, just got really involved with this rap music that was the lyrics are just disgusting and and we wouldn't let him play him he found ways to listen to him through soundcloud and other places that are free so um but i i saw it influence who he was and his faith and how he started showing up and it led to some really bad decisions that that he made and it was hard it you know in that you know 16 17 18 year old time frame when they're in high school you know, kind of jumping in there, you know, what if we're in that situation where we, we've, we've, we're aware that maybe we haven't done the best job or the kids have made choices counter to what we've been trying to teach them. And you're seeing them kind of drift away from that true north of, you know, the path God wants them on. And, and what, what do we do uh, to stay on top of it or kind of jump in in the middle and start to move them back toward uh, where they need to be? Um, I have like five, hopefully I remember all five things that are floating around in my brain right now. Number one, when I was a teenager, I became a Christian when I was 16. Prior to that, I was listening to Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, Madonna, and I didn't agree with the lyrics of Madonna, but I always justified it. Well, someday, you know, like a virgin, that can be like when I'm married and, you know, I have my husband, you know, that kind of thing. I would try to justify the music going in my head. Back then, 20 years ago, we didn't have many positive awesome sounding Christian music. Plus we had really generic Christian movies, if I can be honest. And so I wanted, once I became a Christian, I wanted to honor God. I really did. I took it very serious. I didn't want to be a bench Christian, but my mom started to challenge me and she got in my face a little bit and I'm glad she did. Um, she told me, Tina, if you really want to be an influence and help save your friends and help them see the Lord and you want to take your relationship with the Lord seriously, she would show me scripture that would back up to not allow our eyes, ears to hear anything evil, support anything that's uh, Satan's agenda, that helped. I'm like, yeah, I, I, God's warning me. I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. She goes, okay, let's look at these lyrics. And she would play, I call it dual. Janet Jackson, was I happy? Not at first. But then she helped me get positive music. Now, I have to say, the first CD she gave me was Sandy Patty. I listened to it, and I said, Mom, you're way off. This has nothing to do with Janet Jackson and Madonna beats. I like the beat. So we started doing research on positive music. So I definitely would say to all the parents listening, uh, you're like thinking it's too late. It's never too late. You could have a 30-year-old son or daughter that has 
lived in disarray where you can show them scripture and obviously pray for them. But help them get, no matter what age, some positive options, which I'm going to lead to in a minute of, of what, why I've collected as much data to help parents in this situation. I've done research for 20 years. It takes a lot of time. This is my main job is pop culture research. Most parents have other jobs. Um, never too late. Talk to your kid. Get them positive options to replace the negative. But the top thing I would do is they have like a sit-down meal. Take them to lunch. Uh, on a Saturday or Sunday, go for a drive and say, hey, I noticed that you were listening to Jay-Z. Um, why do you listen to Jay-Z? What do you like about his music? And you will find more than not, and it makes, um, I don't want to ball here, that when I would tell parents to do that, I have gotten a lot of phone calls over the years where parents would come to me and say, I dissected, you know, my son's, I went to my son's room and I did a pop culture purge and here's what I found for music. And I talked to my kids about why they're listening to this kind of stuff. And it came down to it. They were depressed. They were suicidal. One mom said, I looked at the music that you flashed on the screen. And I had a heart attack because that's what's all laying all over my son's floor. She talked to him for three hours, asked him why he listened to the music, what he was feeling inside. And he, after three hours, he broke down bald and showed, showed her a suicide note that he was about to take place the very next day to carry it out. Oh, my gosh. So I think it's key that we find out why our kids are listening to certain music because a lot of times they listen or watch certain TV shows because it helps them cope with what they think is the answer, which it isn't, what they're feeling on the inside. And the wild thing is, is what they're listening to to try to feel better is not an answer to their problem. So I would challenge kids, hey, you're listening to Eminem. Do any of you guys feel suicidal? Hands go up. Uh, feel like you just want to you know, hurt somebody. Hands will go up. And you guys listen to Eminem. Hands will go up. Do you guys get ideas from Eminem? Hands will go up. I'm like, how is it helping you solve your problem? There's no hands. Do you know that Eminem rewrites the lyrics for his own kids? They're shocked. I said, I want to challenge you for a week. If you're feeling depressed, suicidal, ditch any negative, crass, immoral TV shows, magazines, movies. Just give me a week. And I will guarantee you, you will feel better in that week about your life about your purpose, about your vision. Your eyes are going to be open to what Satan's agenda is. Um, he's going to be mad. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be attacked. But expect it and know that we win. God wins. And fill your kids' minds and hearts with positive content, which leads me to this. 20 years ago, not many positive options, honestly. Today, thousands. We have Pure Flix that has 6,000 TV shows, movies, um, church sermons that kids even want to watch, kids' TV programs, kids' cooking channel on PureFlix. I love those guys. That you can get in my media guide. I have a direct link that takes you right to PureFlix. You get a free month to try it out. We got VidAngel. I had a guy on from VidAngel on Hollywood Insider. You can actually go in very easily um, into a show that might have two or three square scene and you're like darn i wanted my kids to watch it with me but i don't want them to see that part VidAngel allows parents to within a minute filter that content so now you can watch a clean movie or tv show um there's 300 movies that i have for family friendly movie night on my media guide and i also included top 50 family friendly friendly video games that are top selling they're not cheesy stuff kids haven't listened to kids know about it and they might not have it parents might not know if they exist so i have video games on there and hundreds of cds uh, music to download, you name it. And by getting this content in an easy-to-read, concise PDF, it's called um, my resource guide to the Hollywood Exposed Show, Hollywood Exposed Resource Guide. 
you just have to text the word media guide, no spaces, to the number 44222. So text media guide, no spaces to 44222, and you will get immediately in your inbox the four-page PDF guide with all the content I just described. And I even have helplines for suicide. I've got uh, contact information on all my social media pages. You can connect with me. You can email me directly through that, all hyperlinked. Um, that will be a very good, helpful tool for parents that want to do a pop culture purge in your house or just want to add positive content under your roof. I just did it. Just as you were saying it, I just did it. And it replies right back and says, give me your email. I gave the email and then it's like, it's on their, it's on their way. How amazing. Well, and I have to say, you know, I'm a media person and, um, your media footprint is really impressive. I mean, your website, your Facebook page, your YouTube channel, um, you're tweeting all the time, uh, the newsletter. I mean, there's so many ways for people to, you know, not just get one piece of information, but to get signed up to be continually influenced. In fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you have like a, a text alert, uh, encouraging text alert service as well. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, this is how we made it better. I had, And first and foremost, if you guys can keep me a prayer, anyone listening, I want to build a sweet team of people in 2018 because last year I burned myself out. The last eight weeks I took a break. I did a couple Hollywood Insider shows, not many, because I, I was collapsing. Plus, we moved and it took me eight weeks to get unpacked and settled. And so this 2018 year with everything I have in the book, some amazing projects coming up. I really need a team of people. So if there's someone out there listening, I don't, I would think it'd be awesome if it was a teenager that says, I love social media. I want to help expose the lies. How can I help Tina? Email me at Tina at counterculturemom.com. Go to my website. You can connect with me there. I'm looking for a team of people that can help me do what you just said, because I can't do the 60 hours a week like I did last year and do it well. I want to help delegate. I know what I need. And when people are chiming in, I want to help me expose the lies and be on the front of the battle lines to get the truth out there in our world, because I, I believe Christ is right around, the, right around the corner, contact me. The pop culture alert texting service is what I did last year to answer your question. So uh, the problem with that is it took five to 10 hours a week to shoot the video, to then text every number in my pop culture alert texting service. It was a lot of work on the back end. I was doing it all by myself, and plus it was five bucks a month to have it. I wanted it to be free for all parents. That has been replaced with the Counterculture Mom app, when they download it, they'll now get a notification or a text, depending on the user, how they want to get notified from me. And they will get the great content that I did last year, but much quicker because it blasted out to everybody instead of one person at a time. Perfect. Perfect. Well, everybody's got to just go and get the app on the Android platform and the iTunes platform now. So how amazing. I mean, I'm just, I'm so inspired. I could just sit here all day and talk to you, Tina, I have to say. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, one parting question. When you started all this, you were single, you were engaged to Luke. Um, now you're married with four, four children, yeah. right? So you just talked about the pace and, and just the, the work that you're pouring into this. I mean, obviously, this is your, it's God's calling for your life and your passion. Um, but now, post for children, I mean, you have to just be even more on fire for this than you were to begin, to begin with. So how has it shifted a little bit, you know, now that you're a mom of four? That's a, a great, great question. Um, I actually was speaking, doing live shows, living on planes for five years before I even met my husband. I would land and forget what city I'm landing in. I lived on flights. I had 
pilots to uh, check in people at the airport. Tina, what's up? What book you got for me this week? Because I constantly lived in the air. Um, first five years, I did a lot of film and TV. The last five years of my Hollywood years, I would work half the time in L.A. and half the time in the year because I felt I fell so much more in love with my speaking and exposing the lies that I was learning while working on set. Then I got married and had a, a love Luke, met him. Uh, he had a wild story. In fact, I was telling girls for five years to run from guys like my husband. He um, had a really wild past, and he shares it. When we speak together at events, he had a suicide attempt at the age of 24, took over 100 Tylenol pills, believe a lie that Satan was selling him in our culture today, grew up in Africa as a mission kid, came back to the States at the age of 20, and did drugs, alcohol, premarital sex, you name it, uh, to the point where he should not have survived. He took 100 Tylenol pills, uh, paramedics pumped his uh, stomach in his yard, and they said another 15 minutes he'd be dead. In fact, he was going to shoot himself because the pills didn't kill him, and his brother caught him just in the nick of time. So here I meet him a year after he went through a, actually was in a drug rehab program. When I got connected with him through the phone, he was in South Carolina, I was in L.A., um, fell in love with him, his mission for life. He had a, a fire for the Lord that I couldn't find with men I knew in L.A. that were friends of mine. And he, he just, he was a product of what I was helping children be freed from. And it really was an interesting dynamic. Um, so we got married, went to Bible school with New Tribes Mission in Wisconsin, had four kids in four years immediately after we got married. And my ministry went from Tina Marie Live to Counterculture Mom because now, what, to answer your question, I felt, yes, even more on fire because I saw my kids. Uh, there was one time I went to the doctor's office, my three-year-old at the time, Stella, my youngest, she's, she's crazy. She's like me times 10. It's going to be bad in a good way, but she's wild. She somehow figured out how to get into the doctor's server at three to get on the internet with an iPad. I let her play because we do like little flashcards and stuff. I really limit my kids to how much they can play a day. 30 minutes max if they have their school work done. And the Kindle Fire I talk about on my page uh, lets you have parental control. So they have to read first. My kids have to read for 30 minutes first on the Kindle before they can play a game. And then they can only play on certain apps on that device. But she, prior to this, prior before knowing about Kindle, the fire, she went on there, got on the internet, and there was pornography. I won't even describe it. She, praise the Lord, didn't see it, but brought me the iPad, says, look at this. And she was looking at the game. I saw the ad on the right and had a heart attack. So even parents like myself teaching about this, kids are constantly being engaged. So I was mad, to say the least. And that's what fired me up even more. How can I not just equip teens in schools and middle school students? How can I equip parents? And that's where the online stuff started. That's where I started my, my page. I have a counterculture mom page on Facebook. They have to connect with me there um, to, to get parents more educated so they can teach their kids. Because if I can reach the parents, I then reach their four, five, seven, ten children. And it just multiplies. Instead of reaching one teen at a time, I've got ten teens at a time. Um, and then parents that are uh, alerted to something that can then tell their neighbor, you got to download this app and get, get out there because parents want the best for their kids. That's how it's changed over the last couple of years by having kids. And now I'm teaching them to be counterculture warriors themselves where they're educated, a G fashion style where they can go help their friends out in there on the playground and across the street when they play with their kids here in the subdivision. So it's, it's been a wild ride. Let me, How let me, amazing. Yeah, let me share something with you, too. Um, 
you know, we talked about, you, you talked about limiting your kid's time on the screen and, uh, you know, we did not do that with our older boys. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we made was getting them an iPhone. And my son, who's 20, um, you know, we asked him, hey, you know, Matthew's uh, in middle school. What are, what are your thoughts? You know, you know what the first thing he said to us? Don't get him an iPhone. Yep. That was his first thing. And uh, my wife uh, forwarded me an article recently, and it said that, uh, you know, teen suicide rates um, have gone up 65%. From 2010 to 2015. Now, this is this was actually even published in the USA Today, so this is getting attention now. And um, there was a, a number of studies that have come out. The average teenager spends six to eight hours a day on a small screen. Yep. And there's a direct causal link between that much time and there's all kinds of different things cyberbullying you know media com- you know comparison uh it just changes how their their brain functions and if they have you know an hour or less a day there is not that link doesn't exist so our, your kids you're healthy and they're athletic and they're engaged and they're happy and if we don't actually think about some of those things that we can do not only what they're looking at but how much they're looking at it um, can have a huge effect. So we actually made some big changes with our son, Matthew. And I got to tell you, um, and he is our most athletic, outgoing. He's almost never in front of the TV. But when we put a, a limit of time on his iPad, Tina, you would have yes. thought that we just stole his puppy. I, <laughs> I, was, I was in shock at how he rebelled of being limited uh, to just access uh, to his iPad. He doesn't have an, an iPhone. And um, you know, when we're just looking at, though, what's on the screens, right? A lot of social media, cyberbullying. What are some things we can do as a parents for those things that are kind of feeding in to this, you know, the, the depression and the, the suicide that's hitting our, our teenagers? I think the biggest thing, once again, goes back to monitoring what content they have on their devices. Definitely limiting the amount, even though it might be positive, hopefully just positive content, limiting the amount. Because there's been studies out there that say the same thing, that kids are watching or listening to an average of 40 to 60 hours worth of media every single week. That doesn't include school hours. So basically when they're not in school, they're on social media and listening to their parents or having a meaningful conversation with their parents under an hour a week, um, it blows my mind. So by limiting the amount of content they're actually on devices with and having meaningful conversation with the parent, Hands down, every student that I've talked to at school assemblies that would come up to me afterwards, I would ask them questions like, if, do you wish your parents would talk to you more? If they did, you know, talk to you about how your life is. And if you, you know, because one girl came out and said, my mom doesn't even know that I'm dating somebody. She doesn't care if I come home by one o'clock in the morning. I go, if she did set boundaries, would you appreciate that? Would you uh, not do activities you know you shouldn't do? She goes, yes, I just want to know my parents care for me. And they don't care. So I really think that if parents limited the amount of access, had meaningful conversations with their kids. Kids would turn to their parents for advice on different things instead of talking to their friends or going on social media to find out an answer to their question or problem. And that's the, that's the issue is that a majority of uh, media outlets are not Christian-based and they're promoting a lifestyle that is causing our teens and young kids a lot of grief. Um, and another thing I want to point out is Steve Jobs I read an interview on him a couple years back before he passed away. He didn't allow his kids to have one Apple device in his home. That floored me. Really? And yes. And just yeah. today, I read an article that Bill Gates will not allow his own kids or didn't allow his own kids to 
use any tech gadget until they're in high school. Didn't allow them to have a cell phone. That blew me away because how many middle schoolers, in fact, I had a mom that said we had, uh, she had a kindergartner and her kindergartner said another kindergartner in his class had an iPhone 7. Um, I can tell you if they're on iPhone 7, they're not going to have the device, you know, the parental controls on there. And even if you do, we got issues with jumping on the internet. You have to know how to shelter your kids when they're on the internet. Um, so there's a lot out there. Parents need to be aware of what the kids have and set the boundaries. And I just want to encourage parents, yes, there might be arguments at first. There might be disagreements. But just let them know, hey, we love you. Here are the consequences if you should happen to engage or look at these different uh, things on Snapchat. Here's what's happened as a result. I have a lot of videos on my YouTube, once again, where there was a guy that went undercover. I'm going to forget his name right now. It's right there. Oh, I'll think of it in a second. He went undercover and had did a couple series of YouTube clips, which I put on my YouTube channel. Uh, I almost had it again. Where he would have a mom be on a hidden camera and watch their her kid. Um, there was a guy that went on through Snapchat and started talking to another guy, and here he was a pedophile, and they decided to meet up, and the kid um, was attacked, like a fake attack, by one of the cameramen who posed as, you know, on the show as the pedophile that he met to lure him in, and the kid was freaked out, and the mom started bawling. She goes, I can't believe it. You got on. Those are the kind of videos, it, it, it is a shocker, but that we need to be sharing with our kids so they can see what can happen. I've they, seen those videos. There's the one where the girl's pulled into the van and her parents are in there and are like, what are you doing? I mean, these are two parents that were very engaged. And yeah. she met up with a boy online and they were like in the van, like, oh, she'll never do that. She's never going to talk to him, yeah. talk to him. Then, oh, she's never going to share her, her phone number. Did it. She's never going to share the address. Did it. She's never going to come out when the van pulls out. Did it. Gets yeah. in the van. They grab her into the van in the back and, and then the parents are there immediately and it was just oh my goodness I was hysterically bawling I showed it to my daughter yes. uh, you know you know it's it's so hard the pressure I mean my son came home and said oh mom so and so got a, a phone and an Apple watch for Christmas second grade and you know I just absolutely say well good for them not our choices and you know my seventh graders on my Apple ID she can't put anything on her phone without me putting in the password and I get every one of her texts I see every one of her emails every single thing she does and my friends are like oh wow that you know how does she feel about that you know what if she wants a phone that's that's her or that's her only option yep. and but we have to stay strong we have to stay strong and know that there are other people out there that are doing these limits too i agree way to go high five here from nashville because that's awesome and a way we can twist it to let our kids know is we can just tell them hey we trust you we just don't trust anybody else. We totally trust you. So I have to guard your emails. I, I really want to see your text messages because if someone does something wrong to, to try to harm you, we've got them. And that way it's not like, you don't trust me and I can't. No, no, no. I totally trust you. I just don't trust the people that say they are who they are and then show them a couple videos. So what you're doing is awesome. And that's a good way, once again, to make the parent not feel like the bad guy. Oh, you're looking at all your kids' stuff. No, I'm making sure that whoever's coming in to her world right. is safe. 
Absolutely. And, you know, you guys are talking about research. I know you're a huge researcher, so you've probably already seen the new study that came out. The Association for Psychological Science came out with mid-November. So it's a brand, brand new study. And it talks about increase in depressive symptoms, increase in suicide-related outcomes, and increase in suicide rates among U.S. adolescents. And it's uh, the study was after 2010 and directly, directly linked to increased in what they call new media screen time direct link and the most affected age was of course 13 through 18 and even more effects for girls than boys and some of the numbers are just staggering and the increases so you know this isn't because we want to control our kids or this isn't because we you know we want them studying and not on a little screen this is absolutely protecting their minds and their heart and their brain activity and the way their brain is wired and the connective tissue and how it's synapsing because if they see this kind of material over and over it will rewire their brain to think this is normal period oh man you and i need to travel the country and do a tour because what i'm not joking about that either what you just said is right on and when we show that to parents and wake them up to this the entertainment industry knows that i've read how many articles about the porn industry they want our kids to be engaging in porn and watching video games are pornography today. They have been for the last decade. Grand Theft Auto, it's all pornography. I did a pop culture alert on it. Parents are like, what? This isn't a video game? It's in my kid's room. I'm like, yes, that is pornography. And they have the thing that even freaks me out more than just seeing it, which is bad enough, you as the gamer are engaging in it. Now they yeah. have virtual reality pornography. All to say the brain is rewired because these industries want to make bank. If they can get a 10-year-old hooked on pornography now... They've got them as a customer for life. Not necessarily, but they think they do. They're, you can be freed from pornography, but you're so right. It rewires the kids' brains, and I it, it really makes me livid because here's where it gets to this point. I want to meet President Trump, and if I have 10 minutes with a guy, I know exactly what I want to talk to him about. There are laws out there to protect our kids from anything that could damage their brain their emotional status, their physical being. And yet Hollywood is illegally breaking these laws and they're getting away with it. We need to nail the people in charge of promoting graphic violence, sex, pornography, suicide, cutting to our kids and making sure they pay dollar amount and prison time for the effect that they are having on our innocent children in this country and around the globe. What's happening in Hollywood is illegal. It's illegal. It's absolutely illegal. And, you know, the the stuff that even like Netflix, people are like, oh, Netflix, it's a way to not see the bad commercials when you watch the stuff. Well, now Netflix is producing shows about teen suicide and all sorts of crazy stuff. And, you know, there are studies that show, I don't even want to get into, this is a whole other show we could do, Tina, but, um, you know, Porn just doesn't mess you up in the short term. It affects your entire lifetime expectation of a sexual encounter. Yes. So so it ruins marriages. It ruins generations yes. of of families because if someone sees their first screen, you know, their first screen experience with sex is, you know, in the backseat of a car on a golf course, well that's what is going to excite them in 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 future years. Not, yes. you know, 
monogamous relationship with my wife. And, right. and this, and this goes for women too. So I'm not, you know, just talking about the men, but you know, this is long term, just complete shambling our culture and our brains and our families. And so I just thank you so much for what you're doing. I mean, John, I know we're living it every day with, you know, the six kids that we have between our two families. And how cool is it that we have a warrior like Tina out there? Oh, man, you're awesome, Tina. And you know what? Um, I think we should have you back on if you want to do it, or maybe even you and Luke, because uh, on the Drudge Report last week, there was a headline at the top, and it said the largest growing demographic for the pornography industry is young women. And like you talked about, right? They And they're actually creating, evidently, uh, content that that connects to them better. And, man, it's an epidemic. And I've seen it r- ruin uh, relationships, marriages. Uh, it does, like you said, Sandra, rewires people's brain. We should do a whole episode not only on what the problem is, what it does to people, but how do people move forward out of it? Because, I, um, I, you know, it's one of those things like you're in a Bible study with a group of men and you, and you trust each other. And one of the guys, after a year with us, shared he's been struggling with this for a year. So even around, you know, people that you know, like, and trust, because, you know, you just know it's wrong and it's shameful, right? That's the problem, I think, right? It, it feels good when you're doing it for these guys, but it's yep. so shameful to talk about. It's really, it's one of those things that's really hard to reach out to have, you know, get some help in that area. Um, and so I, I think that's a, that's an episode that we need to do. I would love to do that. And I, I won't share too much now, but I will just tell you, it, it, it personally hit our marriage about four or five years ago uh, with Luke and he can share He has not shared in the past, but he was freed from it immediately after he told me what had happened. Well, Um, I'll I'll, I'll just share, too. It hit our marriage about I've been married 30 years. It was about seven to eight years in. And we had a big kind of lull in our marriage right before we had kids. And and when I shared everything with Donna, you would have thought I've been had. uh, I was surprised at the time. Right. She felt like it. that I had totally betrayed a trust and is like I'd had an affair with an actual woman and I had no idea. Um, but yeah, being free to that and getting through that was really powerful. Uh, man, we'd have a, a great episode with that from both sides because it took me a while. I had to go through a counseling thing for almost a year to help me get over the anger resentment that I had for Luke. And at the same time, I felt bad for him because I, I've been talking about this. I know how easy it is to get sucked into it. Um, so yes, I would love to do that with you. If you guys ever want to do like, uh, um, four time a year or one time a month, whatever you want to look at for like an update of pop culture news, what's out there. How can we help our kids? I- I'm willing to do that. Whatever you guys want to do. I'm, I'm all over it. Thank you for giving me a platform. Otherwise I'd be talking to myself in my office every day or with my four kids at dinner. So you're allowing me to get the message out there. <laughs> well, you know, Tina, there's, um, there, you know, as we wrap up, I guess, uh, you know, what's just, you know, people listen out there, right? Parents that are just engaged and they're passionate about really, you know, uh, like you said, right? We trust our kids, but we need to protect them. There's people out there with nefarious motives that are trying to get our kids to make bad choices. I mean, they're just happy when the kid makes a bad choice to the fact of actually getting them pulled into a lifestyle that's going to economically benefit some of these groups. Um, you know, so what are just some of your final thoughts of everybody listening in? Well, my 
final thought would be this, besides definitely, I'm just going to say it one more time, um, to text the word media guide, no spaces to the number 44222. That will help you get started with some great tips and tools that I've gathered over the last two decades of pop culture info on how to shelter your kids from any negative violent content, give you guys positive entertainment choices. It's a win-win for families, helping do a pop culture purge here in 2018. But I want to encourage everyone too, is it hard work to do the right thing? It is, but it's so rewarding if we do. And if we can raise our kids, no matter how old they are, um, and, and lead them and equip them with the tools and tips they need to see the lies and also get positive options, they will feel better about, about themselves. We will know we're doing the best job we can as a parent. Will we still have kids that rebel? We will. Keep praying for them. My husband was a, a kid that rebelled until he was 24. Um, he had a wild past, and his mom prayed for him daily and read scripture and just was really into uh, praying for him. And I, I, I honestly think that helps. So don't give up on your kids no matter what. Definitely help encourage your kids to do the right thing. Expose the lies to them. And if you as a parent have gone through, if you were raped in the past, um, if you committed a crime in the past, if you did prison time in the past, if you were uh, attacked in some way or abused as a child, um, or if you had premarital sex, you wish you wouldn't have. Use those experiences to teach your kids about your personal life, what you learned as a result, so they can see you more as transparent. They'll want to come to you if they have any issues themselves because they can trust you. You've just dumped your guts to them of what happened to you in the past. And use that as a teaching tool so they know they can come to you no matter what happens with them, no matter what proposition they're given, no matter what YouTube video they've seen. They will want to come to you with some good godly advice and want to be steered in the right direction so they can be the leader that all three of us want to see the future generation become. It's hard work, but it's it's amazingly um, beneficial for us. And someday, honestly, I keep hearing it back in my mind. I want God to tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. I am willing to take a bullet for what I believe in. I've told kids that the last 15 years, and I want to encourage parents, it's worth it to put your time and investment into the, the best thing you could possibly invest in, and that's your children. Yeah, well, and you, and you just, you said something that's so critical. I, I want to repeat it. Use your own mistakes and yes. failures and terrible experiences and bad stuff that's happened and bad choices we've made. Use it. Don't hide it. Don't be embarrassed of it. Don't put it under the rug. Bring it out and use it out loud. Look your kids in the eye and say, here's what I did. Here's what it led to. And, and they're going to learn from that. You know, we always say, do as I do as I say, not as I do. Well, that sounds really great, but we have to give them a reason, right? Yeah. We have to give them the impact. We have to show them the consequence that happened in our very own life so that they will internalize that and actually learn from it. Amen to that. I'm telling you, it will bring healing and restoration and the closest possible relationship that you've ever had with your kids. Yeah, I guess, the, you know, the one piece of advice I got years ago that I've done is there's a book called Every Man's Battle, and I've done that with each of my boys, and it has created such a dialogue. But in, in this book, you read it with, I'm reading it with my son, who's 14, and sharing all my own experiences, uh, sexual pornography, just all the mistakes I've made, what it's done. As, and I got to tell you, it's kind of funny to watch my son's reaction, but I am pretty 
uh, I would call intensely transparent in those conversations because guess what? He already knows I'm not perfect. And that just being that place for him has opened up and allowed him to share some things with me. I don't think he would have otherwise shared. So yeah, you know what? We're human. So let's yeah. use that that humanness to actually connect with people because when when we can really have that, that, that I think it just makes us so much more relatable. And when we're relatable to our kids, you know what? That advice just lands so much differently. Yep, I completely agree. Well, Amen. Tina, thank you. And man, we are here for you. Anything we can do for you to get the word out, if you have anything new coming up, any highlights, any Anything we can do to promote what you're doing, let us know. We'll make sure we also help get the word out. That sounds excellent. Biggest thing is to point people at counterculturemom.com. And if anyone listening wants to be a part of this counterculture revolution, a movement to help uh, expose the lies in today's media and give positive options, please do reach out to me because I really want to build a team in the next month to tackle the eight major projects I've got in the list right here next to my computer. Let's do this. Right. And you guys can all hear how awesome Tina is. So if you if you want to be part of that, email her, Tina at counterculturemom.com. And I know that she'll get back to you. And Tina, you're most, one of the most warm and amazing women I know. I just thank you for what you're doing and, and truly appreciate it. And I know God has his hand on you. And we're just praying every day that he just increases your influence opens doors for you and just touches and transforms the lives of uh, of the adults and the kids that you're talking to thank you so much that's awesome you guys are fantastic anytime you come through nashville you better look me up so we can do a barbecue for you guys deal there we go deal 